In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Welcome to Career Confront, and we're glad that you joined us today, and you are in for another treat because today we have a guest, Norma Davila, who's going to be talking about how you can increase your reach in the day of technology and so many opportunities for us to connect internationally. And Norma is a career services provider. Her expertise and her passion is in helping people explore new ideas in their career. And she's going to help you do that today, and including increasing your reach outside of your local work area. So Norma, you have a particular passion for this because you also work with people who are working outside of your geographic area, which is in Puerto Rico. So Welcome, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Marie, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, yes. You're absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah, so you recently, well, not recently, but you've been doing this for a while, right, um, going outside your local area to do your business and your work. Absolutely. It's, It's interesting the way my career has turned out, because even though I relocated to Puerto Rico several years ago, after going to school and doing everything else in the state, I've always managed to be involved in different professional activities stateside. So when I started my career coaching business, it was mostly local, yet it still kept me connected with the stateside audiences. And within the last about three years, we started, we meaning my business partner and I, started looking at our business model And in particular, I was interested in expanding the reach of the career services. And that's how I explored the possibility of, since I was used to working remotely, why not try connecting with other groups and doing networking virtually, particularly in the States? So that's how I got here. Yeah, and this is an area of top, you know, a topic that a lot of people are interested in right now. How do you build your network and get that remote work, whether it's a job or in a business? Um, so I know that they're just going to get a lot from your thoughts today on how they can do that, how they can expand and not have to be constrained by geography, which is just amazing. And it's been happening since before COVID. Like you said, you know, you'd been doing this before. And now, of course, Mm -hmm. it's more common, but that doesn't mean that people don't struggle with it. Yes, it takes adjustments. I have to admit that it's not as easy as many people may think, because you have to be ready to get out of that comfort zone that comes along with being familiar with the people, the places, and how to do business. It helps that I am bilingual and bicultural. So in that sense, it's easier for me to get inserted and be active in the networks and the different relationships that I've been building over the years. One of the first steps was uh, getting more active in LinkedIn because I was a great observer, but I wasn't as active in the network. So instead Mm -hmm. of reading only, 
I got myself to participate and to express opinions and express comments. And I started noticing that people actually responded positively to what I was saying. So I was like, hmm, this is interesting. It looks like people think that I have something to offer. Then um, came some uh, groups that I joined. I decided to take that step further. Groups online in the platforms as well as meeting virtually. Some of those came up during the pandemic, and one of them was a consultants group that came out of the need for a lot of the learning and development professionals to get together and learn about what to do with their consulting practices. So for me, having a learning and development background and being able to go into that group, learn from what was going on with other people's careers and um, jobs and, and the struggles that they had adjusting to this whole new remote working modality was very useful because I was getting perspectives from different fields and I provide career services to people in different fields. So everything seemed to be coming together really nicely. Somewhere along the line, I discovered career thought leaders and started attending some of the activities, meeting people, going to events, and becoming more familiar with the community and feeling that sense of support and openness that the consultants group and the career leaders group were giving me. And from there, I also uh, started getting more active in other organizations to the point where I was invited to join a directory of service providers, which to me was like, okay, sure, why not? Let's do it. And that was getting my name, my um, contact information out there for people to contact me about all kinds of issues related to careers. So I'm finding myself almost overnight thinking, oh, now I am in all these directories. Nobody can tell me which ones I'm in, but I know I'm getting messages from people from different places. This is really cool. I can help out with the background that I'm bringing. And getting to connect with people has been really important. So I have the associations, I have the directory, and I have my local practice that I was also developing through other means besides the electronic formats, meaning traditional advertising sometimes works, and the referrals from other people. And what I'm getting at is that all these pieces together allowed me to expand my practice, and to be exposed to the experiences of clients and colleagues in ways that I never dreamed of. And definitely, I would not have had this type of exposure if I had stayed only doing things locally, either here in Puerto Rico or elsewhere for that matter. Yeah, and I love that you said you started on LinkedIn, you started doing the commenting and connecting Um what were some of the other barriers that you faced and some of the other tactics you used to keep going? I think that most of my barriers were self-imposed. And it's something that I find with my clients as well, because many of us at some point don't think that we can do this, that we can pull this off, this big change in the way we do things. Other barriers were misconceptions about how to work remotely, either from my clients or from other people around me locally, even at home. And um, the fact that I had to set up a more complex setting to do my work, like 
big screens, invest in technology. I'm not saying I have a recording studio set up here by any, by any means, but I had to go again out of what I normally would do because I had to be my own tech services, AV department, human resources and everything else to be able to get this going. And it, it took me a while to learn and to get the right resources. But I think that allowing myself the vulnerability to admit this is something I'm not familiar with, but I'm going to figure it out and taking it by steps, as you were saying, has been really beneficial because I've been able to set up a space where I'm comfortable, where I can deliver my services, and I've taken it upon myself to educate other people about what it's really like to work remotely and to connect and to build those communities and that actually you can feel comfortable going up to hug somebody you meet in person for the first time after working with them for six, seven months. Yeah, that's interesting. Somebody I was on a call with recently said, you know, oh, you really can't build those relationships virtually. And um, I thought, oh, well, you may not be in the right circles because I feel like, um, (laughs) you you know, we are able to do that. And part of it is how the events are set up and do they give you the opportunity to do that. But I think part of it is people taking the initiative to really use the virtual tools to do that. And you mentioned LinkedIn and commenting and some of those things. What other Mm -hmm. tools have you used to make those one-on-one connections um, and build that community for yourself? I think that the groups um, in Facebook that are targeted to career groups and the groups in LinkedIn, and also the fact that I provide services for a company that supports the spouses of expats when they're relocated. And in fact, the company itself is all virtual. So we're all over the place, as in globally. That also was another tool because I became part of that community by virtue of the fact that I joined the company and I provide services to them. And interacting with my peers and with everybody else in the company, plus my clients, allowed me access to discover new places where I could get information because we share a lot of stuff among ourselves and um, discover websites. But mostly it's been through LinkedIn using Zoom and other virtual communication tools and give my clients, regardless of where they are, the option to be able to connect by these means so that it's more personal. Because as you were saying, Marie, we can build the relationships in the right space, but it's going to take time. And one of the first steps is definitely being able to see each other and to see that we can make this work. It just, it just takes some effort, some familiarity with tools. Some things may not work, and it's okay. We have to figure out how to handle that. It's just like when you go to a conference center and the um, air conditioning is freezing. Well, you fix it. Well, if technology doesn't work, you find a workaround and you get creative and you're open about the new experience you're having. But I think that those are the main groups, the main tools I'm using. I'm expanding my presence in LinkedIn right now and uh, publishing more, getting more comments. It's finding out what feels comfortable without wanting to be overwhelmed. I think it's one of the messages that I'd like our audience to have because sometimes we want to do everything at once quickly, and we want immediate results. 
and that doesn't work. Right. I had. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with relationships, right? Relationships don't happen that way in person or online. And you do have to put a little bit more effort into it online. Yeah. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll continue chatting about how you can build your career internationally across your local area or all the way around the world by using some virtual tools. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. Not enough women are talking about money. Lisa Chastain is aiming to change that. If you are feeling uncertain with your financial decisions, join us on Real Money, Mondays at 10 a.m. on the Voice America Business Channel, where you will learn how to become more capable with your financial choices. Listen in and hear stories from other women on how they tackle their financial challenges. You will learn from leading industry experts all the tips, tricks, and advice that you need to establish financial confidence and freedom. Listen in Mondays on Real Money with Lisa Chastain. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking with Norma Davila about how you can build your community and therefore your career outside of your local area, whether that's working remote or building a business across the internet, (laughs) across the world. And so Norma, (laughs) you were talking a little bit about how you use LinkedIn and um, professional associations, professional communications. I was just thinking too about uh, there's so many professional associations that took their events online. And yeah. Uh, using those online tools that really provide an excellent place for people to tap into. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts around how people can better use virtual professional events to their advantage in addition to things like LinkedIn. Yes, uh, absolutely. Uh, I think you're hitting in on a very important point because there are a lot of resources out there and sometimes we have to, we wonder at least, what am I supposed to go to when I'm also supposed to be working? So striking a balance 
that makes sense for each one of us is very important because we want to be up to date on the information that's available and be able to be present for the different communities. And at the same time, we have to continue doing the work that we do. So I think that one of the best ways to identify which tools work better is referrals from other members of your communities. I've found out about a lot of events, even some free coaching summits that are coming up through people in my REA group, the other coaches who work with the spouses of expats. I also get um, information through LinkedIn. And I've been getting into different mailing lists where I get um, notices of this is coming up, these are the dates, register, fees, flexibility to view the recordings, which is great when you can't attend, but I still recommend to be present and to be on, I mean, in the events when they happen. Because for me, it's been a way to meet not only the speakers, but also the attendees and continue those connections after the events are over. So I think it's just like when you go to an in-person event, be open to meet people, be open to grab a cup of coffee, and the last thing that was crossing your mind was to strike a conversation that months later can end up in in a partnership or a friendship in, in a more personal way. And it's also wanting to learn about different things, but knowing what's going to be your focus and your niche. What is your target audience? So that takes some self-assessment, some serious self-assessment, before you even start looking at the events. Otherwise, we could get lost along the way with the amount of information that's out there. And when in doubt, ask. Yeah, there is a lot of information out there. And you're so right that those connections and getting referrals to different groups or different resources is so helpful. Um, Mm -hmm. And then while you're on those events to just make the opportunity worth it, right? You're going to show up, show up on video because people will then be able to see you engage Mm -hmm. in the chat, respond to people's other chats so that you can Mm -hmm. build those relationships. If you just go to professional events, especially virtually, and you don't do anything, you're not going to get much out of it. So I'd encourage people to show up on video and to actually engage with the other people in that space not to just let it go by. Yeah, I don't think they they should be handled any other way that you would handle an in-person event. It's block the time, be there, present yourself as you would in an in-person event, interact with people, only that you have a camera instead of somebody sitting across the table from you. Right, yeah, and to treat it that way. And oftentimes for introverts, it can be easier because you do have the opportunity to type instead of talk, but you still have to push yourself to make sure that you do that. (laughs) Yes, and you have to make sure also that you speak up because people like to at least hear your voice. There was was a recent event that um, for, for different reasons, I wasn't camera ready, and I figured I had to tell the group that was the reason why I wasn't turning on my camera. I just kind of felt like uncomfortable not showing up as in being present in that way. So I just simply said it. And it's something that happens, but 
it was okay. People actually kind of laughed at it, and, and I, 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 I saw the, their expressions in the sense of, yeah, this can happen to me too. It's good we're being open about it. But the presence was there. So otherwise, it would have been a picture of me without any other connection other than what I was typing and maybe some other interventions. It's a way to show also respect for the people who show up and the people who are involved. You're not just there being on the wall. You're actually being engaged in the opportunity that you're having to know, get to know people, get more information for your business, expand the scope of your work, or if you're a job seeker like many of the people who I work with, keep building those networks. You never know what's going to come up or when you're going to find somebody who will be the one who opens the door for that opportunity you want. Yeah, yeah, you do. And you've got to realize that every connection you make has value, right? Every person that you meet um, has value, obviously, as a human, but also in your life. Mm -hmm. And you meet them and you have that opportunity um, to connect and to, to stay connected. So that kind of connects here to this next idea of what you wish mm-hmm. you would have done differently or what you would have people do differently than what you've done. Yeah. Uh, a part of me thinks that I should have started preparing for, for this expansion of my scope and reach earlier because I've had such great results with it in terms of not only the business side, but how I feel about the whole thing, how it's coming together, that I'm going, I wish I had started this earlier. However, for that to happen, I have to admit that it takes preparation. It takes getting ready to be able to explore, to join these groups. And you, you mentioned something really important in, in terms of value. It's not only thinking that we're going to get value. It's being aware of the value we bring to the relationships and to the groups. And the only way people are going to find out about that is when we either type that up in the chats or open up and say something, even if it doesn't come out perfectly, but it's there. And it's the risk-taking that I think um, should be considered when we're venturing into these types of projects because it can be, Somehow, especially for introverts, at the beginning, it's like, well, do I want to do this? Don't I want to? Am I not perfect enough? No, just once you decide to do it, start building gradually. And um, really, I, if when I look at what would, I, what would I have done differently, start it sooner. Definitely. Mm, yeah, I love that. And I love the idea of remembering that we have value as well. Um, but we have to, we can't hide that if we just show up and we don't share anything. People don't know that value and we can't, um, you know, we can't do anything with it. What other tips would you give to people who are trying to build the, their visibility here? Oh, definitely. The first one is just um, to to follow up on the value proposition, assessing our strengths. Know what you have and know what you're bringing. Many times we focus on what we don't have or what we're uncomfortable with, and we spend too much time and energy on that. So we already, regardless of how many years we've been in the workforce or in the business, we have things that we can bring into relationships, and we have to be aware of them. Another uh, recommendation would be don't overcommit. This takes effort takes time, 
and you don't want to spread yourself too thin because just like in during in-person meetings, if you start over committing, you start not meeting um, deadlines, not delivering what you're saying you're going to, and what people think of you and that trust that it's so important to build is going to get affected. Another yeah, tip would yeah. be to be flexible. I think I hit a, a point there with the trust part, didn't I, Marie? Yes, yes, that's so important, isn't it? Yes, it's it's something that has to be built gradually. That's why you can't impose your presence or your work or anything on everybody else. It just has to be built, and consistency is going to be important. It's not just showing up every once in a while. It's people knowing that you they can count on you, that you're going to be there, that you're going to do what you said you would do, being flexible because... Now that we're talking about the virtual world, we have to deal with the different time zones and the different needs of people. And sometimes you have to make adjustments because, for example, I'm not an evening person. I feel like my brain goes dead after 6 p.m. But I have enough of a commitment to work with people who are in a different time zone to be alert, awake, and productive when I have to meet with somebody who's from a different area and it's out of my regular working hours. It's also being open to new experiences and being open to learn all the time because just because we've been able to join these communities and get this relationship going doesn't mean that our learning is going to stop. On the contrary, everybody's out there learning, figuring things out. Every day there's a new thing that comes up, a new trend, new piece of information that may change everything we're doing. So we have to be aware of those trends, those tendencies, what's happening outside, not only in our local area, but in the broader area we serve or where we want to be hired to be able to have those intelligent conversations with our relationships and with our contacts and the people who are connecting with us to add value and to be able to learn even more. Yeah. Well, we are going to take a short break and then we will come back and um, keep talking about how you can build your visibility. Norma, you're just adding so much value here. So we are going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network. 
The Bottom Line in Business Talk. Everyone deserves the opportunity to have access to the knowledge to make their own choices when it comes to where their money goes. Listening to Making More Money for You with Magnus Carter will give you that access. Investing isn't just for the wealthy. Making More Money for You, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Norma Davila about how she has really expanded her reach and community to the benefit of her business. And if you're listening, you can also think about how these would apply to your career, whether you can connect to a professional association and other ways that you can build this. You know, people want to work remote. They want more opportunity, and it's definitely out there. But as you were just saying, Norma, it's work. Mm-hmm. We've got to put in the time to build people's trust and really make those connections. So tell us a, yeah. a, one, a, another tip here for how people can do this and how they can get in, involved in a virtual community. I think that another tip that has helped me a lot is to speak up. It may sound simple, but I always make the point to at least speak up once in every event that I go to or that I participate in. That is like a basic goal, but for speaking up from the introvert's point of view, it may be very hard when you are in a group that is maybe 40, 50 people. You never know how many are going to show up, especially in the bigger meetings. And it's like at least once. Once you do that, you feel that you've accomplished something, and it builds confidence to continue reaching out and being active and responding to people's ideas. And before you know it, you end up being very active in whatever group you're in. And tying it to that value proposition is always coming out as, yes, this is somebody who can contribute and who's not here just to have fun, just to spend some time. It's actually somebody who's participating and active and we can learn from and with, which for me is really important. And um, another tip that I would like to share is the focus. I'd like to emphasize that because we have to focus on what we want to do and how we want to get to where we want to get, meaning we could spread ourselves too thin, just like I was talking about overcommitting. It's time to start saying, okay, I've explored all these different options. What is it that I want to specialize in that I think I can add the most value for people and that I can learn along the way? It may happen organically, as somebody told me once, which made sense. Or it may be some decision that we make along the way, and we can start, we can change how we're going to approach it. But being targeted, being focused, being present, and understanding the technology. That's something I cannot emphasize enough. I'm not an expert. 
but I can do some basic troubleshooting to keep my stuff going. So that helps. It's even going outside of the purpose of your field, your work, to be able to do the work and continue those connections. Yeah, and that you were talking about the um, speaking up, and I thought, you know, even if you're in a big event where maybe it's a speaker, so they don't have mm-hmm. engagement, be in the chat, right? Point out yes. the great speaker's yes. points. Um, I've seen people who kind of like summarize in the chat. You love those people, right? They're summarizing, yes, they're putting absolutely. their key points in the chat. So there's ways to be visible, even if it's a you know speaker event and they aren't providing opportunities for people to engage in, you know, actually get to talk. Yes, and, and when we get the transcripts from those events, those people who are actually providing those summaries and providing those comments are the ones who want to follow on the different networks and the different groups. So before we know it, we're building other relationships based on those comments. So it's a way to, again, increase that visibility. You've got a a great point there. Well, and then you were talking about focus, and you said it, but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to point it out, that that focus piece is which events and which platforms to participate mm-hmm. in, and it's also to be present there. So if you're yeah. at a virtual meeting, to be selective. I'm not going to say not to multitask because I think that's unrealistic, <laughs> but to be selective <laughs> in terms of when you're multitasking and to make sure you actually are present for you know periods of time because otherwise you may as well not be there. And so, you know, maybe you've got this hour you can block out and then you're going to have to multitask mm-hmm. a little bit and then this hour you can block out. But if you can't be present for any of the event, it probably just isn't worth your time to go because you're really not going to get any value out of it. Well, it's like when I travel that I tell my clients I'm only going to be available by text mm-hmm. because I'm going to be going to an event. And they actually appreciate that I am doing it because for the most part, what I'm bringing from the event is for their benefit. So it just happens to work that way. And I think you also um, hit on a very important point there that it's related to how we educate the people around us about how we do things. Like, I'm on this event. I won't be able to take your call. I'll do it as soon as I finish. And people appreciate that. It's being clear and honest about it because we want to be fully present in everything we do. Right. Yeah. And then I also used talked about the tech and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, this is something that is not going away. It's not going anywhere. Nope. And so being able to experiment with it in these safe places where you're networking mm-hmm. or going to professional events just really gives you that opportunity to yeah. troubleshoot, to figure out what do you do when this goes wrong. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of value there in not showing up in an interview and having that interview be your first Zoom ever, you know, find people that are doing other Zoom things and get some real experience, you know, maybe even as just an attendee, but you'll you'll get those bigger experiences. Uh, I just think that's so helpful. So I loved that you pointed that out. Yeah, well, I have a story along those lines that I'd like to share with you and the audience in terms of troubleshooting. Curiously enough, I was speaking about virtual interviewing in a live setting. And for some reason, my computer refused to connect with the link. So we ended up doing everything through my phone. At the time, I didn't have a tripod, so it was shaking. But we built 
the experience that I was having into the talk that I was giving as an example of what you need to have as backups for whenever something goes wrong, you can still be present and you can still do your stuff and you can still do what you need to do and admit how you feel about it because it was very awkward for me, but I managed to deliver. So it's one of those things that will always stay with me and with my audience of that evening. Yeah, and that's awesome. You know, you those it happens. So just today I was teaching a mm-hmm. class and the person teaching the class just taught a class for me yesterday and mm-hmm. everyone was today her internet went out and we mm-hmm. tried once she got back on and then the next time she just called in and she talked and I ran the slides. She was on her phone and I was trying to figure out where she was and run her slides. Um, but you know, having a backup, having, if you are the presenter or if you're in an mm-hmm. interview, like understanding what are all the ways that you can reconnect and very agile of yeah. her to say, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to call in and we can make it work. Mm-hmm. It may be different, but it's going to work. Right. Yeah. It's something as simple as a power generator like I have. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, and hers was internet service provider, so not much she could do about that. No. But, um, yeah, it just it's it's a challenging, right? Yeah, Any other tips that you would share with people in terms of their and maybe like last top two, top three tips here? I think the uh, the having the plan B ready for when you're connecting online is very important. I mentioned my power generator because for our audience's benefit, I live in Puerto Rico. So we have, um, as you mentioned earlier, we have six months of the year uh, hurricane season, and we have to be ready for whatever comes our way. I can't stop working. I have to continue doing what I'm doing, and it's not my client's problem if power goes out. So I have an electric power generator. I have batteries. I have backups for everything. And I'm not saying that everybody's experience is going to be this intense. However, I do think that we need the plan B, a hotspot, have another light bulb for that uh, projector like we used to have, have Batteries for your keyboard, if it's something that you use during the presentation or the meeting that you have. Have something that you can rely on quickly so that you don't lose that opportunity to connect with those people. That would be my final recommendation. Yeah, that's so good. And as you were saying, too, when you get their contact information or you've got the other platform that you can connect with them on, then if if there's an opportunity to follow up or not even just, you know, a backup, but just to follow up and make sure that you stay in touch, um, because it isn't just a one-time thing. You talked exactly. about the importance of building trust. It's really about relationships. Mm-hmm. So um, on that note, tell people how they can connect with you. How can people find you if they want to get more of your great content and value? Oh, well, well, thank you. Uh, yes, definitely. The best way to reach me is through LinkedIn. And uh, my handle is very simple. It's my first and my last name. I don't have those numbers or anything else attached to it. It's You look for Norma, N-O-R-M-A, dash, Davila, D as in David, A, B as in Victor, I-L-A, and you'll reach me through LinkedIn. I go into the platform usually two or three times a day. You may also email me at Norma Davila, 47, at Gmail. 
or send me a text message at 787-375-0310. So you can find me on LinkedIn with my first and last name. You can email me at normadavila47 at Gmail, or you can text me at 787-375-0310. Well, thank you so much, Norma. I know people are going to walk away and be able to build their their visibility virtually. We're going to say goodbye to Norma. We'll take a short break, and then I'll come back in our last segment, like I always do. I'm going to give you your checklist for the day, actions that you can take to build your visibility virtually. We'll take a short break, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Norma Davila about how you can build your visibility virtually. And I'll start with our little checklist here at the very beginning, although we kind of circled back around to this towards the end. It's really starting with the focus of who is it that you want to build this community with and what do you want them to know about you? Because without that focus, you'll do a little bit of floundering or getting overwhelmed trying to connect with everybody everywhere. 
when you know who you're trying to connect with, what are those communities that you're really looking to engage, both in terms of maybe what they do, so what kinds of roles are they in, maybe in terms of what industries are they in, sometimes perhaps what geography, if there's a specific geography you want to connect with, now that might not be so important. But the more defined you can get in a few of those areas, the easier it will be to then figure out, as Norma said, that focus in terms of what groups are you going to participate in. Can you get referrals or recommendations from people that are in your space already, in your community already, and then doing the the research. It's just going to be a little bit of an experimentation in terms of which groups are a good place to, to go. So which professional associations are having events that are interesting? How do they run those events? Is it easy to engage? Um, what groups? And I would encourage you to not forget Facebook groups. I know a lot of us have left Facebook some reasons, but the groups in Facebook's are, Facebook are still very, very active. And when you participate there, people need to be able to go back to your profile and see something about you, but you do not have to participate in Facebook as a bigger picture to be able to participate in and get a lot of value out of the groups. And then, of course, LinkedIn groups, they started to make some changes that have made LinkedIn groups a little bit more active than they've been for the last couple of years. Um, Still not great, but you can check it out. And then professional associations, again, some trial and error. Do they have some free events that, or low-cost ones that you can join before you decide to you know, join as a member? You're going to have to dip your toe in some waters and see what sticks. How is it going to fit for you? If you have down before you do that, what are you looking to get out of this? Who do you want to meet? Then that can help you more quickly discern which groups are going to be the best fit. So who are you looking for? What do they need to know about you? And then you can start figuring out which platforms, groups, social media channels, et cetera, are going to be the best fit for you. Then you want to start your engagements as easily for both parties as possible. So I don't recommend necessarily reaching out with a cold message on any platform because people just aren't, they're not paying attention most of the time. So if you can join a meeting, respond to people's posts, and that's what Norma was saying, you know, she responded to people's posts on LinkedIn and got engaged in conversations, then you can send people messages, get those one-on-one calls, and have the, that deeper relationship. So the easy communications might look like comments on someone's LinkedIn profile um, or comments on their, their posts comments in group posts, responding to people's questions, asking questions, as long as they're not, um, you know, obviously we have an agenda behind this question, asking for legitimate questions, legitimate help, always being thoughtful about your tone. I mean, you don't want to police yourself too much, but I've seen some groups where people are just continually whiny and I don't think that that does much for your brand people aren't going to want to connect with you one-on-one reddit reddit can actually be a great space depending on the group to engage and to read about what's going on to comment on people's posts reddit can get a little bit uh, crass so you know if you don't want that to be part of the brand doesn't mean you have to participate in that you can still participate in the discussions 
Um, but that chat in the virtual meetings, all of those are kind of that entry level conversation that you can have with people that doesn't have to be intimidating for either person, doesn't have to be um, challenging. It's easy, right? Let's make it easy for people to connect with you first before you set up those one-on-ones. Then I completely recommend you setting up some one-on-ones so that you can take it deeper. You can get to know that person. And there doesn't have to be any agenda for these one-on-ones. The agenda is to get to know that person, to learn more about what they're looking for. Right? If they're in these groups being active, they may have an agenda. And you have to be ready for that right? and to respond in a collegial way to that agenda, even if it's that they have something they want to sell, engaged with them, and maybe there is some way that you can be mutually beneficial to each other and continue that relationship. And then you have to stick, right? You have to build that trust by showing up, being there, giving value, answering other people's questions, being part of the community. Uh, It's not going to work if you do this just to, you know, get a job or do whatever, and then you move on. You're going to have to start from scratch again next time, which I do not recommend because we, the pace of change is not slowing down anytime soon. And the better you can manage these long-term relationships, long-term communities, the easier life will be every time a switch happens in the future. So get focused. Who do you need to know? What do they need to know about you? Find your connection platforms. Where are you going to make those connections? Start experimenting. Start with those entry-level communications, whether that's responding to people's posts and getting into the chat or getting in the chat in a virtual event. Start to make those connections, then set up the one-on-ones so that you can take it deeper and really get to know people and then maintain, have that maintenance phase of your community so that you can stay in touch with people and you don't have to start over every time you need something. It can't just be about you needing something. It's got to be about that connection and the community that you're participating in long-term which goes back to that experimentation phase because you really don't want to have to be a part of a ton of communities. So as you're experimenting and researching, you'll find those places where you really do want to stay, do want to be and continue those communities and growing there in those places. So we have a great lineup set up for you for the rest of June. If you have uh, you know, any questions or suggestions, still very open to those. We're scheduling shows out into August. If you want to send me an email, marie, M-A-R-I-E, at careerthoughtleaders.com. And we always love hearing from you, hearing your questions, your suggestion for topics. We take those and and run with them oftentimes, bringing in our, our experts from Career Thought Leaders and Resume Writing Academy. If you are a career services provider, you can find free resources and a community for career services providers that's focused on the new and the next at careerthoughtleaders.com and ResumeWritingAcademy.com. We look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 